You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 206 of the Make It British podcast. I'm back with a solo show after the last few weeks. I've only been able to do an intro to an interview because my voice was gone and I've had a terrible lurgy, as I'm sure you probably have as well. It just seems that everyone is ill right now, but I'm feeling much better. And I thought it was about time that it was just you and me with a special episode What I'm talking all about today why there's more to marketing your brand than just Instagram. And the reason this has come about, because I've noticed a lot of people recently just getting really despondent about their Instagram. They're either not getting enough engagement on it, they feel like everyone else is doing better than they are, they just hate it, they feel like they're constantly on a content creation hamster wheel, and they're getting really stressed about it. So this is me here today to tell you, do not stress. There is more to marketing your brand than just Instagram. And I'm going to tell you why and what I think you should be doing instead. Because it certainly does seem that of all the social media platforms, whether it's you know anything over the last few years, like Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, it really seems like Instagram is the one that everyone has this love-hate relationship with, especially if you're a creative person or you run a product-based business, because I don't know what it is. Unlike those other platforms, Instagram just seems to have this Marmite appeal with people. And so many people are just confessing to me these days, I just can't stand being on Instagram. I can't do it anymore. And I just want you to know that you're not alone if that's how you feel. And I know what happens. You open up your phone it starts showing you the feed. You feel like everyone else is winning at Instagram and you're not. You constantly get a stream of other small businesses. They all seem to be much more comfortable in front of the camera than you feel like you are. Or you've got business coaches and influencers telling you, you need to be doing three reels a week or your business is going to fail. You're not going to make any sales. You need to be constantly regularly posting content. And that's what you should be doing to market your business. And the problem is, I actually think Instagram want you to feel like that to some extent. They're making it harder and harder to grow a large following on their platform. And I hear examples of businesses that have launched last year and they've already got tens of thousands of followers. But actually, when you dig a bit deeper and you look into those businesses, what you really find is the reason they're amassing these followers really quickly is because they're throwing thousands of pounds at Instagram advertising. So they're actually paying to get their posts in front of the right people. And that's how they're starting to grow their following. And actually, if you want to check out any other business to see if that's what you're doing, 
there's actually something called the Facebook Ads Library. And if you if you Google Facebook Ads Library and you put in the name of any account and the name of their Facebook page or their Instagram account, and you click on that name, it will show you all the ads that they're currently running and how long those ads have been running for. It's a great way of seeing what your competitors are doing. But it also, it just highlights to you that those people that are getting thousands of new followers a week, they're actually more than likely, they're probably paying for it. Or maybe what they're doing is actually just paying for followers in another way. And then you find out that a lot of their followers are actually fake followers. And that is not what you want to be doing. In fact, you can also check out how many fake followers an account has and how much engagement account has on Instagram. There's various tools that you can use for that. If you just put into Google something like um, Instagram fake follower tool or Instagram engagement tool, you can put in the name of an Instagram account and you can see what their engagement rate is really like. It will tell you whether, because you might just think they're doing really well, they're doing loads of posts, but are they really making any sales or are they just fake followers? And you don't want to be growing a business on fake followers because they're not going to be buying from you. And so you're not growing a business if you're just, all you're doing is just paying to get fake followers. What I've also noticed recently is those accounts that were getting thousands of likes and tons of comments and views on their lives and their reels just a few months ago are not getting the same level of engagement anymore. So do not stress about it. It's not just you. And what I'm here to tell you today is that Instagram is by no means the be all and end all of marketing your business. In fact, if you hate it, stay away from it. You don't need to be doing tons of posts every day on Instagram. And actually, your engagement or your follower account dropping could actually be the wake-up call you need to start thinking about other forms of marketing. Because those followers that you have on Instagram, you don't own those followers. Instagram could take it away in a moment. I mean, already we're seeing that what they really want you to do is pay to play. What you don't want to be doing is investing tons of time in growing a big Instagram following only to find out that everyone jumps onto another platform. I mean, look what happened to MySpace and it's going to happen again to Instagram and all the other social media platforms. They come and go. And if you've invested all your time in just one platform, you're going to be in trouble. So instead of thinking, how can I get more Instagram followers? What you should be thinking is how can you get more people onto your list? And I know everyone's getting a little bit savvy these days in terms of giving away their contact information. And with GDPR, you do have to make sure that everyone opts in rather than opts out. But think about what creative ways you can use to add value so that your ideal customer wants to join your list. So what you want to think about is what value can you give away to encourage people to want to be on your list? And that doesn't just have to mean a 10% discount with the first order, although actually that does seem to work in a lot of cases. What you can do is offer things like early access to products where people have to be on your list to find out first when you launch something new. Or you can make sure you let people know that when they join your list, they're going to get something from you in those emails that you send that they won't see or read or hear from you anywhere else. And also, if you can get their mailing addresses, perhaps there's something you can send them in the post. There are actually so few companies that send any marketing via the mail these days that when you do see, receive something, it seems like a bit of a surprise and it actually grabs your attention. But one thing's for sure, whether you're sending things via the mail or via email, 
if you make an effort to build up a database of customers and potential customers, what you need to make sure you're doing is also contacting them regularly. So how many times are you reaching out to your customers via email or via the mail rather than just posting Instagram posts? You might think if you send emails too often, it's going to start to upset people and they're just going to unsubscribe. But those people that unsubscribe were never going to be your customers anyway. And if you're only emailing people once every couple of months, chances are when they do receive your email, they're going to wonder where it's come from because they haven't heard from you for so long, they've forgotten that they subscribe to your list. So the more regularly you can contact them, the more that they're going to remember that they're actually on your list in the first place. And provided the emails that you send them have value in them and aren't just sell, sell, sell every single time, then you're not going to start upsetting people and they're not going to unsubscribe. So maybe next time you sit down to write an Instagram post, rather than doing that, think about writing an email. I don't know why, but a lot of people seem to find that sending a marketing email to their list is much more scary, intimidating or hard than writing an Instagram post. When actually, when you think about it, by the time you've written the caption for your post, decided on the picture, edited the picture, you could just put that into an email. It's pretty much the same thing. The caption that you write for your Instagram post, if it's quite a long caption, could easily be translated into an email that you can send out to people. Just with a little bit of a tweak and make sure it's got a call to action at the end. That could be to buy something from you and directing straight to your website to buy that product. But it could also be to go to your website to read something. It could be to go to someone else's website to read something. It could be even asking them to follow you on Instagram. So what are some of the best ways of getting people's details onto your database or onto your mailing list? Well, the most obvious one that everyone uses is the annoying website pop-up. Everyone hates them. Everyone finds them irritating, but they do seem to work. But if you do put a pop-up on your website, one of the most important things to do is to make sure that it doesn't pop up as soon as someone lands on the site, because that doesn't give them a chance to browse your website. And chances are they're going to shut it down before they've even started reading or looking at anything. The best thing to do is to make sure you've got it set on what's known as exit intent. In other words, as they start to leave your site, it pops up and entices them to give their email address in exchange for some of the fantasticness that they're going to find on your newsletter. Just let them know how often you'll be sending the newsletter and what they can expect to receive in it when they get it, such as your amazing behind the scenes and your special prices and your product launches that your newsletter subscribers hear about first. But there's lots of other ways that you can get really creative about how you can capture people's email addresses and contact details. You could run a quiz where they have to give their email address to get the answers. You can do a competition or giveaway where they have to give their their details to enter. You could have a wish list on your site and ask for their email address to send them their wish list to as a reminder. Just make sure you ask them if they want to hear from you regularly after that. You could also add back in stock functionality to your site so that depending on which website software you're using, you can get a special tool that allows people to opt in to hear when you've got products back in stock. 
or you could do a survey or you could even use Instagram and use the bio in your Instagram to ask people to sign up to your newsletter. The important thing is to make sure you let them know what they're going to get and why they should sign up with you. So the most important thing with any form of marketing, whether it's Instagram, email marketing or anything else you do, is to always be tracking it and make sure it's still working for you. There's no point in putting lots of effort into anything if you don't know whether you're getting the results. So if you are sending emails to your list, keep a track of what the conversion rate is on your site when you send those emails out. Do you make more sales on those days when you do send an email to your list? And what products do you sell to people on your list? Do you find that people who are on your mailing list spend more with you than those people that find you through other ways? So just like you might be always looking at your Instagram insights to see how many new followers you're gaining and how many likes you're getting, make sure that you're tracking your other forms of marketing too. So I hope that's inspired you to think outside of Instagram for your marketing if you were starting to worry about losing engagement and losing followers on Instagram. There are plenty of other ways of doing your marketing, so do not worry. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you as always for listening and I'll speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash Make It British LTD. That's Make It British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.